0: Welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents Hot Takes. Hot, hot, hot. I'm Jack Kolajeski and I'm joined tonight by Hot Jer-
1: Chicken. Oh, what? Hot, hot chicken. Jeremy. Hot Jeremy.
0: Nope, not. Hot, I was going to say Hot Chicken. Hot Chicken. Tell me
1: what you're missing. Kissing another man while he's working in the kitchen. I'm joined I'm, by Jeremy Kolajeski. I I am joined by Jack Kolajeski.
2: You're just making this more confusing for me. Can we just get through this <laughs> intro segment and then get to the movie? I can't tell you two apart, honestly. It's hard. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm watching at my
0: grandparents. <laughs> well, that's another matter. Uh, I'm also joined by Robert Anderson. Hey. How you doing, Robbie? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Good. Yeah. good. Uh, I feel great. Feel good? Mm-hmm. You know why? I don't know if I feel good, but I feel happy that I just watched a movie I enjoyed.
2: Absolutely. What movie do we see tonight, boys? Black Klansman. Yep. Three Ks. Sure as fuck three Ks. I do not know how to pronounce the third K.
0: <laughs> it's hard. I think it's silent. It's smaller than the rest of the font of yeah, that text. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, yeah. The, the third K, the middle K is silent. Yep. Um, yeah, Black Klansman. A yep. Spike Lee joint. Yep. what y'all think of uh, Black Klansman?
2: Uh, by the end of it, I thought that it might be single-handedly the most important movie of the year.
1: Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It's a great return to form for Spike Lee. Mm -hmm. He's had an iffy last few years. Like, what was up with that Old Boy remake? But he's- Yeah, I never did you- I didn't watch watched. I have watched parts of it on TV. I was was not a big fan of it. However- Old Boy, not the kind of movie that needs to be remade. No, not at all. That being said, Black Klansman is terrific. You know, it's- it's really awesome that we get a voice like Spike Lee. You know, he's a very outspoken man and it's great that we get to hear his voice in this time when I feel like we need a voice like his the most. Yeah. 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 I I mean, this movie does not
0: pull any punches at all. And Um, it shouldn't. No, it it really shouldn't. I mean, that kind of the kind of such a matter that it's, it's dealing with, um, which we'll, we'll dig into deeply. Um, but you know, it's it's a reflection of America through a true story that happened. Seventies, mm-hmm. 70s? early seventies, 70s. early seventies, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really, even though it's set in the in the seventies, it's very much a movie for modern time, and just like you know, talking about everything that's going on in modern America, and man. I'm just happy we've had a good summer. This is like a good like one-two punch, sorry to bother you, black clansmen, like right like we've seen them in pretty close vicinity to yeah. each other. And
2: man, they're opening up the floor to some discussion. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Between those two movies, just like kind of the conversation that they're starting is very important. I do think with Black Klansmen, it's uh a little bit more on the nose as we kind of discussed like, sure. during the movie. But it's
0: a punch on the nose.
2: It's a punch on the nose. And I think that, you know, during the course, obviously when you watch a movie for the first time, you are digesting it as you go along and and you're kind of trying to figure out the movie as you're watching it. And there are moments in the film where you're just kind of like, man, they're really just fucking saying this and this and this. I mean, and then then you realize that that is like, it's it's a very stylistic choice and it and it's executed so well. Yeah, I
0: – it's going to be hard. I think I, I want to like dive into spoilers sooner rather than later so we sure. can like talk fully about this. But um, it is really using – I mean it's a movie about a um, black police officer or he's new to the force. Mm. He very much wants to be a detective and he gets his big break by basically starting an inve- investigation undercover into the Ku-, Ku Klux Klan and it's using that as a vehicle to talk about hatred in America through the lens of the Ku Klux Klan, but it's using a lot of r- rhetoric that is being used right now today and it's still being used. It is using direct, direct rhetoric to not only like, you know, modern hate speech, but also speech that's being touted by the current presidential administration of yep. the U S and it's, that is where it's just
2: like full on like the backdrop may be a period piece but the movie is very now yeah you know
0: and yeah and it's in it's putting that you know rhetoric into a context where it's like very blatantly saying what is which is all like you know these are things that people are saying yeah these are things that people are critical of this administration it but tackles
2: it tackles the fallacy of just like, oh, well, things like the KKK and things like white supremacy are thing of the past. We're moved past that. We yeah. live in the the post-racial lie, as like Jordan Peele describes with Get Out. And and that's exactly what this movie is trying to kind of uncover. It's just like things are not so different. Right. you know Released pretty close to the one-year anniversary. I think it's directly on
1: the one-year anniversary. Did it
0: come out on the – no, because I think the anniversary was just this weekend.
1: Oh, so I guess like the well, I guess Friday the, before the release then, was I this guess weekend. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. yeah, the one year anniversary of the uh, the Charlottesville riots. Yeah,
0: and we'll come back to that. We'll talk about that more later. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's some there's some direct stuff in there about that, and I just really think not only does it nail all that stuff, but it works just as a movie itself. You yeah, know, absolutely. I, you can't really separate those two things inherently but it's a very
2: entertaining movie on its own it's, it's funny it's dramatic it's suspenseful and it's powerful yeah characters have arcs characters learn things but at the same time like it is discussing like the it's it's under the veil of just like current issues now right and it's yeah. shining a spotlight on those current
0: yeah. issues right now like it is you know even to a viewer who is completely in the dark about all this stuff right now can sit down and watch this and feel empathy for what's going on. And then it hits you with like that real, uh, that, that direct reference to current things that are going on right now and putting those things into context and like blowing up just how fucked up those things are in a modern context.
1: And, and uh, Spike Lee um, plays with a lot of uh, filming techniques that were very popular in, yeah. in the time period. So like
0: blaxploitation some, stuff going some on that's black exploitation and some blackly
1: cool. Definitely some black exploitation, but also um paranoia thrillers of the nineteen seventies, like from Alan J. Pacula, like All, All the President's Men and Um Clute and whatnot, those like, you know, those political paranoia thrillers and a lot of movies that were made in the uh, which were directly referenced in this from like the new Hollywood area where this where like the Black Panther movement was was uh, in, in full force. Nice, I love when you flex that film study degree. <laughs> it's
3: good. It's good. It's, it's good. Because Robbie's like, no. never
0: seen any movies before, and I just, you know, I just do this for I fun. I just saw Ratatouille. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is not the He's joke. He's catching up. He's catching up. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. But I get, yeah, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, I I definitely see it less in um, newer filmmakers like Jordan Peele, like flexing that like classic kind of classic kind of feel. But but Black Klansman feels very classic. And I I think I think that's because it's from a director who's been around the block for like over like almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he's Spike Lee's, you know, not done
0: a lot that stood out. Maybe as much recently. I think Mike just was talking about a movie that he did. I think he said it came out. It was on his um, Dull Rocks and Hidden Gems list. And I'm going to fuck up and not know. Oh, what is it called? Oh, man. Come mm. back to me on this. But it was another Spike joint that just came out. But I think it totally flew under the radar. Did
1: he say it was uh, good? Or? Yeah, he did. He said it was really good. Yeah,
0: You don't know what I'm talking about here, Jeremy?
1: Um... Was it maybe like what? What has he made? What is he made recently? Like he made well, this uh, was this was one that came out recently, and this is really he good made audio. he made a Chirac, not too long. No, ago. No, I don't think it was that. We're we're, we're running to the M right now, aren't we? Yeah, we're not the MDBA. Passover, Passover, Passover. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, um, I haven't seen that, but that yeah, that was another Spike Lee directed movie that came yeah. out earlier this year. Um, so he's
1: made two movies, like, within... I guess so, yeah, but wow. this one really
0: flew under the radar, because obviously none of us know anything about this. Seriously. That one came out on April 20th. Shit. That was a busy day, so... <laughs> got of War came out. Everyone was- That's God right, came out. that's right. Everyone was really right. occupied. Wow, what God are you talking
1: about? Um, Brian's sister's birthday.
0: Oh, yeah. I wasn't invited. Oh mm. Yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah. Th- I really like this movie. I fucking loved it. This I love the shit out very, of it. Very, very, um, very good. We saw it in a pretty active theater. Absolutely. There were some good ooh, Some good going claps on there. Some mm-hmm. claps some yep. cheering, like it was a fun, like uh participatory some great audience. Fucks. Oh like, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah. under their breath. Some cringes. Yeah, and, and I mean it it is like it really works as like a pretty thrilling undercover detective. Story, just well, on its yeah, own. absolutely. Um, like you said, there's some there's some good tension
1: in that, and a lot of great performances. Yeah, performances were were killer. The two I, leads, uh, John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and of course everyone's favorite Sith Lord, Adam Driver. Dude, I've been on a real Adam Driver kick
0: He's slightly. a tall,
2: big man. He's a big man. He's a big man. He's I noticed that in this movie. I'm like, you are <laughs> he, he, huge.
1: He's towering over those races. Yeah, like everything
2: Yes. He, he thick. hmm He thick, as the kids would like to Well, say. I mean, yeah. we saw him shirtless in, uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's That didn't spice you up. I maybe not what, <laughs> maybe not the most
0: flattering, uh, get up when he's shirtless. Totally. He's got that, like, high-waisted kind of simple. pants cannot, cannot disagree with you more. I, uh, <laughs> You know, he ain't no fucking baby, but He's still, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, I just watched Patterson recently. No. Oh, yeah. Jar Yeah. That's an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's one I would talk about on, on, on the radio. That's a good way to describe. Uh, did you
2: guys see Logan Lucky? I still want to see that. I, I did. Think, actually I did.
0: Just watched it on Saturday. Did you guys like it? I haven't seen it yet. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good one. It's fun.
2: Yeah. I remember it's first, like, like that movie too. It's it, it, it makes you feel good.
1: Yeah, I like yeah. feeling good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Feeling it's a feel nice. good heist movie. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like Rogue One or uh, so or solo, uh, Ocean's Eight, yeah. more, like Ocean's eight. <laughs> more like Ocean's Eight,
1: but more directly from the source with Steven Soderbergh. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm getting into that. Black Klansman, that's a great movie as well. Black
2: is a pretty good movie. We're only yeah. circling because we don't want to spoil
0: the movie. I do. I'm ready. I'm ready to spoil it. Yeah. Um, I would also say the soundtrack was pretty awesome. Hell, like, hell yeah. I only turned to Jack like, and I was like, I'm buying this. <laughs> yeah. The Black <laughs> Klansman like, like theme in there that they came back to mm-hmm. many times. That's a fucking banger. It's
2: very like 70s, but it's also like, it reminds me of just kind of like We Feel Weapon. Like. Yeah. It's, it's like, like droney, saxophony kind of. 70s cop drama, but also yeah. like that black
0: exploitation kind of like soundtrack thing going on there. Mm hmm.
2: Into it, it's cool, and then they also have like real jams from like the time period too, oh, absolutely. which always work.
1: There's a uh, there's a dance scene near the beginning of the movie where they all sing along to this uh, one particular song, which I won't spoil. And I was just like, I was transfixed. Yeah, I, yeah. I was hypnotized. That was a good scene. Through, like the direction and editing, and just how that well, whole scene came together. Let's
0: uh, let's let's go to commercial break here, and we'll come back and we'll talk about it in detail.
2: What Long story say? short. Recommend this movie. Go, Highly recommend. Go see movie. this movie. One of the yes. best of the year. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And,
1: and I hope it gets a lot of um, a lot of talk at the end of the year when th- it comes to giving out those gold I think, statues. I think
2: right now it's sorry to bother you. Eighth grade and this movie are like pretty much just the top three of the year.
0: Well, like I said, every time we go see a new movie, Robbie, you've got a new favorite. So well, and then Black, it's Pan- not a bad Black Panther's it's not up a bad there too. We did this last time.
2: Well, not last uh, time. Last time I, I enjoyed the, the endless. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. We're going to go to spoilers. <laughs> Deadpool 2 is fine. <laughs> right after this commercial break. We'll be right back. Deadpool 2 is fine. It's fine. It's pretty good. I, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny.
3: Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fits. Where Story Screen's film laureate Brian Robert Fitzgibbons speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1974 film Chinatown. Oh, Chinatown. Starring Jack Nicholson, directed by Robert Polanski. It's from like the mid-70s. One of the other movies that I I feel like I got it on Netflix when you used to get DVDs in the mail. And I don't know, I don't know why I never fucking watched the whole thing. I know, for all you movie lovers out there, it's a tragedy, but I don't know, and I've also thought about watching it, but I just never do. I remember, he's got like a bandage on his nose. That's as far as I got, they're like fighting. Maybe it's cause Roman Polanski, nah, just kidding. Um, I've watched other Roman Polanski movies, I think. The Pianist. But that guy with the big nose. (laughs) Anyway, Roman Polanski. I've definitely watched other movies. But like, yeah, I haven't watched um, Chinatown. And I should. And I will. I'll get back to you on that one. This has been another episode of It's Fits,
0: And we're back. With spoilers for Black Klansman. Eey, America dies. America dies.
2: <laughs> spoilers. Kind of does. Yeah. Kind of does. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. Well, okay, let's. Well, we can start from the top because that's a pretty good cold open. <laughs> oh, and Alex Baldwin? Yeah. I've seen yes. Alec Baldwin back to back past two days. Yeah. Impossible you know.
0: last night. Oh, right. Yeah. Very different, Alex Baldwin.
2: Oh, yeah. You get to hear
1: Alec Baldwin say some crazy shit. Yo, you get to see, you get to hear a lot of people say some crazy
2: you shit You certainly In this do. Movie. If you think, like, this movie makes, like, Django Unchains, like, saying the yeah. Edward controversy just look like
0: child's
2: play. Yeah. They yeah. get them all.
1: Oh, yeah. They get them all down. Yeah. I mean, they're,
0: fuck, man. They're the
1: Ku Klux Klan. They're going to say
0: they're some... They're going to say, gonna say some shit. In
1: Yeah. There. I'm sure Spike Lee has been around the block. I'm, su- I'm sure he's heard some shit
2: in well, his yeah. lifetime. Oh, yeah, so. dude. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure know, everything they're saying is just like a fucking Reddit thread. Like, you yeah. know, that's just what it is now. Oh, boy. Uh, so it's not really good podcast editing. No to, cover, no. to cover your mouth so, like, while you're talking. I, I, think, I think we should run through the movie, but just to kind of say... With spoilers, that by the end of this movie we were just left speechless and in awe. Like it's a very heavy movie. I yeah. mean, especially like what they do at the very end, which we'll come back to. But right. like what they do at the very end, like you know, the movie ends. They tie it all together, and then like you know, the the whole the inner the, the underlying message of the movie is the mission statement: a war, statement, if a war is coming. There is a war coming. Well, the war approaches, and then ah. we kind of see what what a modern battle by the end of the movie looks like. That's that was my interpretation of the film. I guess, but I don't think that the movie is actually trying to say that there is like a race war
0: <laughs> happening. Oh, well, but there's okay. more like a culture war. But let me rephrase it a little bit then. because that- I, I think like you know they actively they actually actively breach the subject of um, of like you know the Black Panthers mm-hmm. and like them discussing like you know. They're they're both. This this phrase has been tainted as this movie addresses directly, but like both sides, Black Panthers and the Ku Klux Klan are talking about like race wars with each other. But yeah. I think Ron Stallworth is our character that's like, and, and at multiple times, they're they're both like the main characters are kind of calling both of those sides out and saying like that's not really what's. Gonna happen, I guess. Yeah. You know, like well, they, they are. They, like represent, that. they
2: represent like the we have two extremes, and then we have our protagonists, kind of the outliers, or you know the I don't even want to say the middle ground. They're just kind of doing their job in a way. But I think I think okay. So I think
0: this is a hard movie to do a hot take on. Exactly. I was like, thinking yeah. the same. Thing. It is. Yeah. It's like it's something that I want to like think about and process. So, like, processing it in real time for an internet audience is not my favorite context to do this in. But, like, it is – Ron Stallworth is this character who really is – who has seen, you know, cops be bad to people um, firsthand – but at the same time, he, it it was his dream to be a, a police officer, and he is kind of trying to. And this is a conversation that happens between him and um, what's the character's name?
2: Uh, starts with a P. I Uh, I know the
1: actress is Laura Harrier. <clears throat>
0: okay, Laura Harrier's character in this movie. He is trying to do good from within, and she she is more radical. She is um, Which was the president of the.
2: Of, like, the college's, um... Like, the black student organization. Yeah, the uh, like the, exactly. And
1: she doesn't believe that there is any good on that side. Right,
2: right. It's uh, Patrice, by the way. Patrice. Patrice, that's it. Yeah, yes. That's right. right. Um, so, we're just talking about that. Like,
0: it was talking about radicalization in both directions and, like, kind of where radical- radicalization
2: can stem from. Yeah.
0: Um, and
2: then, like, you know, we see even in the police force that he, um, Ron works for that, like, you know, there are cops who... You know, our racist cops are yeah. bad cops like who, that's that's there, so it's not perpetuating that yeah. it's not just kind of like a um a stagnant being like well, both sides have issues. it's kind of it 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 puts the flag in the ground. we know like where the movie stands the worst spike Lee yeah, I mean, I mean it's definitely, definitely but it, it's
0: not well, it's not outright you know it's it's talking about these things in a way that's not outright condemning the police force. For no. certain, I mean, the police are just just, just individuals, yeah, exactly, and like I think that's part of a more like nuanced conversation that is that I applaud this movie for having, absolutely talking about individuals and talking about how individuals fit in with a radicalized crowd, and at no point, like don't get me wrong here, at no point is this movie at any point like trying to justify anything that goes on on the klu klux klan side no, like they are all not. reprehensible De- and definitely not with time.
1: with police brutality either
0: right exactly yeah. yeah no at no point and like i said this is a movie that's not pulling its punches no but i think it's also not like inherently completely demonizing like the police force because ron Stalworth is trying to be better and like Maybe come up and like and create they change about, from the inside right and they talk yeah. about this in the, the very first scene where he well not the first scene but the an early scene where he's being like After brought the into opened. the in, into the police force like he is interviewing for the position and and they say to him like well I think this is an opportunity for like you know you to join the police
2: force and for this to be like a positive change well he's gonna be the the first black officer on the Colorado Springs police force exactly and you know they bring it up in the way, but even like you know, he's being interviewed by um, a white man and a black man, and you know, Which, well, did
0: they ever say who the who
2: the black man that is? No, that kind of confused me because it was the police chief, right? Was the white guy, and then um, I thought he was just some
1: kind of like like local, like someone in like the local Colorado Springs office, uh, like, like, or like, or yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, like yeah,
2: like yeah, I don't know. They I'm didn't really sure. say maybe because, someone
1: who works in town hall. Yeah, so yeah cause cause to he, wasn't, he wasn't
2: it. working for the police force either, but I'm assuming that you have to get like someone in, like, in office to maybe approve, like, hiring of, you know, local officials. Or a local official to approve police force, you know? Right. But,
0: I mean, that's my point, is... And like I said, it's hard to do this, like, off-cuff right after seeing the movie, because I'm still trying to, like, percolate my thoughts on it. But
1: this movie would definitely go very well with rewatching
2: Yeah, definitely. And I do want to see it again. Um, Even, especially kind of knowing the... The end of the movie, I don't want to say the end of the movie changes the whole movie, but it kind of like, for as on the nose the movie is, the end of the movie really kind of like solidifies what this movie is about and what this movie is a backdrop to. Not that the end of the movie is a backdrop to the film.
0: Right. And what the whole movie is saying is, you know, this is where this stuff, you know, it is kind of showing the like history of where this stuff comes from, Yeah, but it's also showing the seeds of... You know the the Ku Klux Klan talking about and David Duke specifically, David Duke, who's still still you know Grand out Wizard there right now. Yeah. He's not. I don't actually think he. No, it said he's no longer he is, Grand Wizard because no. he has stepped down and has tried to has like take, pursued like public office roles. Jeez. And they're talking about that. They're talking about like the Ku Klux Klan directly is talking about like them trying to break into political office so that they're their ideals can be spread like back to the American government and they're trying, like it's kind of a parallel parallelism of, of Ron Stalworth like going into the police force and becoming a member of the police force and trying to like do his best within the police force. And there are scenes in there where like him being in the room, being a a black police officer in the room full of white police officers is like kind of changing the context and the conversation that's going on in there because of that different perspective on the force. And on the the other side, you see like how the Ku Klux Klan is trying to infiltrate political office, mm-hmm. and then I'm not drawing like comparisons to these two, but I do think like it is this movie is like showing those parallels, like it it and it comes to bear also when they're they're showing the. Um, like the induction ceremony mm-hmm. and it keeps cutting back and forth between the induction
1: ceremony there's a lot of and- really great moments where spike lee cuts between two opposite sides and shows like the similarities and parallels right. right between them it's really terrific filmmaking yeah it's really compelling stuff um that being said when they show the Ku klux klan and they show the members it's uh they don't Give them really any sympathy? Or no, any and kind nor, of. Nor should they. It's like you know, don't do audience, don't get Jack wrong. He's not you know comparing the Black Panther movement to the Ku Klux Klan. No, man, no anyway. definitely because, not. Because because the movie the movie does portray the the Ku Klux Klan as like dastardly, just terrible people, vile and evil and slimy. Yeah, all people, the way down. Yeah. All the way down.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. uh, even even uh, Topher Grace as as david duke so try he's so he's so so, good. so terrific <laughs> he did this. a great job and he honestly like you know he looks the part
0: yeah a little bit. You, know what, you know what you know what i
3: heard
1: like this taking this role and like doing this role like actually like messed with him a lot i okay, can imagine and, I believe and, and it. It, like you know he went through a lot of guilt and to um to like i guess therapeutically like um you know, what's the word I'm looking for? He, like he, Catharsis? Like, like Catharsis was mm-hmm. he re-edited the Hobbit movies.
2: I did hear he did that. He yeah. made them in Did you hear about this, Jack? No. He, <laughs> he's done this before. This is not the first
1: time he's done something. He's like edited this. the Hobbit movies before? Not the Hobbit. this is the first yeah. time he's done he, Hobbit. He he like re-edited the Star Wars prequels into one movie.
2: Tophur Grace. Tophor Grace. Yeah. yeah. And now he just did it with the Hobbit movies. He edited it down into like a, like a two- And this and this was something to so like this was calm him down. This
0: is his like I'm sorry, World, for portraying David Duke. Here's my gift to you. I'm also very more, good more, more, to fix more like these a therapeutic movies. way
1: uh, of like calming himself down. And oh he gosh, never yeah. like publicly releases these fan edits. He just like shows them. I privately. think the Star
2: Wars Yeah, I was gonna say there's like a screening of the Star Wars one like a few years ago when he did.
1: Yeah, it. but that you can't you can't just go on the internet
2: and no, watch
0: these no. re-edits.
1: Like you gotta know Topher Grace to see them. Which I would fuck
0: with though. I kinda want to. Yeah. that's yeah, maybe yeah. the first time I've ever said out loud that I want to watch the Hobbit movies, but Or the people's. I would kinda <laughs> like to see these re-edits.
1: Either way, the the racists in this movie are, are quite they're quite sick. slimy. Yeah, they're, they're awful. Like, they can be quite hard to watch. But I mean, they're shown for what they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're shown to be awful. I, and and uh, they never felt, like, cartoony or exaggerated. Like, these felt
2: like they could be, like, like, real, like, real well, people. Well, these are bad people with, like, you know, agency. It's not even, like, you know, they're not following orders. They're not doing things they're told. They are just bad human beings There's, and they're choosing to be there and exactly like it's it's their choice it's their agency it's Spike Lee do does a smart thing um,
1: I feel like if this movie came out like 10-15 years ago you would look at how the racists are portrayed and be like that's just that's just absurd people don't act like that but yeah. like, you know turn on the news now and well that's what what exactly what he that's, did that's exactly yeah. what he did that's
0: my point before even the spoilers section he is using word for word rhetoric that has come out of Donald Trump's mouth yeah definitely you know he's very much drawing these and especially like like i said to to someone who is to someone who has somehow avoided seeing any of this like this could very much be like an eye-opening kind of thing because like you can just you can literally draw the parallels to the things that is coming he's he's having david duke say like america first and what's the line he says? There's a America bring, bring great America back, back to, to greatness. greatness. Yeah. yeah, you know those are fucking Donald Trump lines, and like those are those are also lines. Like he's not making that up about things that do- David Duke has said. Like no, those are parallels. There's even like they he very much brought attention to the like clan handshake that they do where they like rub.
2: They like touch the pulse yes. of the wrist, kind of yes. with their index fingers. Yeah, that's, and that's there's, weird. yeah, that's, that's weird. It's <laughs>
0: fucking creepy. That's a yeah. creepy <laughs> secret handshake. Like if if there was going to be
1: a white supremacist handshake, that
0: yeah. would be it. God,
2: but God forbid possible.
1: a black man touches them on the shoulder when they're taking a photo. But you know, that's good that moment. Is so fucking Very weird. Good But moment. you know, rubbing rubbing the you know their veins while shaking hands. That's yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> but there's been <laughs> that's some weird. Listen, you know. There's been some scuttlebutt about some of that stuff happening within, like, people in the administration doing that kind of stuff.
1: Are they whispering into each other's ears and – like Hail Hydra. Hydra yeah. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, yeah. yeah pretty, pretty much. Course. Might as well. Um,
0: but I mean, there's – like, there's – you know, and, and it goes back to Charlottesville as well, which we'll just say it now. They They end this movie and cut right to some rhetoric from Donald Trump post-Charlottesville. They show
2: footage from Charlottesville – which if you have not seen that footage is very very upsetting Well the, the way the, the way the transition works is that you know the end of the movie we have um uh, it's uh, the two or it's um sorry it's it's Ron and his girlfriend and Patrice and Patrice yeah. and you know they hear a noise they draw guns they're going down this hallway and through the window there's a burning cross and there's a bunch of KKK members doing their thing with the cross and then it it, they're you know they're they're yelling and they're preaching blends directly into modern day white supremacy yeah. really awesome editing it's, it's super, amazing super edit there, amazing yeah. and it goes you, right you, you didn't the, think it was going to happen you didn't think it would ever you never would have saw this transition happen and it speaks to like you know Spike Lee's also an amazing like you know documentary filmmaker too and he kind of really combines both those skills in like this last part of the movie
0: mm-hmm. yeah it goes right to the night before the charlottesville the first unite the right rally that happened in charlottesville a year ago and we're recording this on tuesday so it's like 2 days after they just had unite the right 2 which we'll come back to but um the the tiki torch white supremacists like marching in charlottesville shouting they will not replace us or jews will not replace us um and it's it's really disturbing stuff to see like after you know, directly after this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. It's almost like Spike Lee is saying, like, you know, you know, things can change, but the more things change, the more they can stay the same in, well, in many ways. I mean,
0: it's it's also Spike Lee saying, like, okay, look how actively awful these Ku Klux Klan members are, these white supremacists are. And now look at this that just happened a year ago that Donald Trump said they were very fine people yeah. mm-hmm. involved with. Like look at he's he's grabbing your head and saying look at this yeah and i think us sitting here in this room we've seen it and we're aware of it but the important thing about movies like this is there are people who are choosing not to look at this
2: it's just like i think those people who choose not to look at it won't see this movie either you know
0: they're gonna see maybe but i mean at the same time it is also like you know a very
2: well-made movie absolutely
0: really good performances it's funny it's dramatic it's entertaining. I, I just worry I feel, that
1: as, that, I feel as though it's it might be a movie that can be shown in schools. Yeah, someday, maybe in the future. I hope so. Yeah, I'd I'd say like you know, 15, 20 years from now, if the if a uh, film professor were to col- you know collaborate and make a uh, curriculum, make a curriculum yeah. about like you know movies about like now. Like, I feel like Black Lansman would be a uh, would perfect. Be, company be a, I yeah. really
0: hope somewhere, like you know, in fifteen twenty years, there's somebody writing a curriculum. Like, look how fucked up like 2016 through 2020 was.
1: Yeah. It was fucked. I mean, that's now that's, that's are good. That's what um, you know, I I recently took a class about the new Hollywood era of film of like the late 60s to mid 70s, and that's what that class was. Mm-hmm. Like, like look at how fucked up this whole thing was. Yeah. Look at all the movies. That um, black landsman directly references at times. Well, they talk about birth of a nation Men- directly. Well, birth of a nation, they, they, well, birth, like of a nation birth of a nation is one, but um, you know they like directly reference uh, the last picture show at one point, which which was which was an important movie at that time. But yeah, the the way that Spike Lee uses birth of a nation
3: mm. to
1: like get yeah. the message across, and birth of a nation is you know mm. that's a movie in like a lot of film studies classes that uh, yep. gets talked a lot. They say it's it's an important. They say it's an important movie to watch, but you know, they they always preface say like this movie is incredibly racist yeah. and it's, you know I think the whole point is like the power of film and like how, how film can inf- can influence and how and how this and direct film to narrative. In direct to narrative and um and how like that movie like almost single handedly like reinstated the Ku Klux Klan. Right. In in like the uh like the late nineteen teens and Um, I think in the same way, I think it's, you know,
0: the power of film, what I hope, is that this movie is, you know, that's what this movie is trying to do. I think
1: that's what Spike Lee wants to do. Yeah, I think that's what he was going at. He's trying to direct a
0: narrative here and expose what is really going on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I
2: mean, I think it's important to talk about, like, Adam Driver being Jewish. And, like, his kind of struggle with, like, being the center of a cop. Yeah, we I think barely it's talked about we that. We not really uh, talked yeah. about that. And I think it's also important to talk about, like, you know, the movie is kind of, like, by the end of it in dedication to the, the white woman who is on the anti-protest to the white supremacists during the Charlottesville riots. Yes. You know? And I think it's important to kind of bring up, like, the movie – I don't want to use the phrase middle ground because I think it's kind of reductive. But I think, like, the movie really tries to, you know – blend and you know just try and like talk about the different people who are involved in these you know kind of battles of culture you know and like before when i mentioned like a war is a brewing i guess maybe not a war um where it's a race war necessarily but it is a culture war and it's a, it's a war of ideals and like you know there have been many battles during you know from from forever
0: well, I mean, it's it's really showing how these ideas have, have like snuck their way into American politics and have yeah. done so over a long period of time. And there's a, a scene pretty early on in the movie where Ron is talking to the sergeant of the police force and they're directly saying like, oh, people like this, people like David Duke want to see a white supremacist in the, in the White House someday. And he goes... <laughs> How could that ever happen? And yeah. it's like a direct, and everybody in
2: the theater just goes, ooh, okay. I and then when we get to the, the Charlottesville like scene where they're talking, where, um, you know, they're showing it's, the real that, footage. scene like, is like if like
1: Spike Lee walks into a room and you like, you like spilled something, but you didn't like bother cleaning it up. And he just walks into the room and is like, what'd you do? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. And that's, that's when when I said at the top,
0: like, this movie's not pulling
2: punches, and it's on the nose, but it's a punch mm-hmm. on the nose. Like, it's not even, it. like, it's not even playing, like, devil's advocate. It's just kind of, like, airing the dirty laundry. Or, like, not even, it's not even that. It's so, on the nose is one way to describe it, but it's so just blatant being, like, like Jeremy described. It's just, like, fucking look at this. Yeah. Like, I'm not hiding this. I'm not making a movie to have this, like, kind of subtext to it. This is a loud
0: movie. This and, is and, and movie. you know,
2: Spike
1: Lee's been around the block for so long that, you know, he can say, like, nah, fuck you. Like, I
2: can say what I want. Yeah. yeah. Don't argue with me. Yeah. It's not an argument. It's don't not, at me. It's not, yeah, don't at me. The thing is, like, he's not trying to, like, I feel like it's almost like him not being, like, I'm not trying to start a conversation. I'm not trying to start a dialogue. I'm telling you how mm-hmm. I feel. And you need to listen. Well, it's, know? I mean, yes, but at the same time,
0: like, He's the the reason I think this film works so well is because he's showing you how awful all that stuff is, yeah. Like through the context of the the KKK, and he's letting you as an audience like get this in your head, like oh, these people are reprehensible. They're awful. They're they're terrible, terrible people. Mm -hmm. And then he's showing you the Charlottesville rally where people are actually marching in the streets, touting white supremacy, and then the president says they're very fine people. Yeah, like he's letting you come to that decision on your own. And like, he's really, but at the he's end, he's you really the facts. just yeah. bopping you on the nose with it. And like,
1: it's not in a bad way. To, because because like, no. cause a, lot, a lot of people like to say like, oh, there's lack of subtlety in there. Like people said that shit about get out. And I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But you know, You're
2: it's totally just, get out. Yeah, told them to get out. Yeah. yeah in terms exactly. of like being subtle, get out is like a, is like whispering what racism is about compared to this movie. Yeah, yeah. and you, you know
1: what, that's sometimes that's necessary.
2: Yeah, like different strategies in having this kind of conversation. Sometimes
1: being subtle isn't enough.
0: But I mean, yeah. get out is doing it in the way and the reason get out works is because you no matter who you are, you're sitting there and you you're put into the shoes of the main protagonist and you feel the kind of trauma the kind of racism that that they're trying to portray through the lens of horror like mm-hmm. you can feel tense no matter who you are in that context because it's it it is portraying with empathy like what it feels like to undergo that kind of even casual racism and mm-hmm. how uncomfortable that can yeah. feel so i mean definitely.
2: get out get out is definitely uh is is more and not to Necessarily compared to, two, but kind of talk about like the different strategies at play. Where Get Out is much more talking about like casual, I think, racism and like subtle racism and like microaggressions, whereas a movie like Black Klansman is very much kind of like loud, like aggressive like just like aggressive aggressions. Yeah, like turning up the volume, which like you know, using the '70s and like you know during the heat of the civil rights movement is a good. You know, place to set the stage for that kind of conversation. You know, but I mean,
0: bringing it back to Charlottesville is yeah. is
2: a a
0: very powerful. poignant and powerful way to say like these aggressive aggressive aggressions still happening. Yeah, and they're happening more and more because that kind of ra- racism, that kind of rhetoric, is being per- perpetuated by the White House, mm-hmm. and that kind of that it's okay to be, you know, that sort of rhetoric has made people people feel empowered to get out there yeah. and spout those kind of views because, you know, for it's not to say that this kind of racism has like gone away before Donald Trump, but – because that is entirely not true. Right. But Donald Trump being out there and saying these kind of things over and over again and re-perpetuating these things and even just – yes, I think it was today or yesterday – the whole Omarosa thing came out. She was a... Uh, she worked in the White House. She had some... She recorded some some tapes. I haven't looked into this as, as closely as... I, I, I'm i tired. But <laughs> he just called her a dog. Like she... On Twitter, like said, Oh, I'm glad that dog got fired. Like talking about a black person.
2: Yeah.
0: Upsetting. The President of the United States. President of the United States. Yeah. And... Part of that conversation is apparently there is a tape somewhere, or there may be a tape, where Donald Trump said the N-word. Oh, God. That's part of this Omarosa thing going on. Because um, I think one of the tapes that she like was talk- discussing was them discussing whether or not Donald Trump said that, and they w- whether or not they have a... I'm speaking out of my depth here because I've only seen the headlines of these kinds of things, but like the fact is Donald Trump called a person of color, a dog on Twitter. This is the president of the United States. And like, that's the kind of rhetoric that he is perpetuating and that is emboldening yeah. people to, you know, fucking march in the streets in Charlottesville with tiki torches. But the other good thing, that being in the context of this conversation with it being like very now conversation yeah. is this was, it's been a year since Charlottesville happened and there was a unite the right two part two over the weekend mm. that happened in dc very small and, and nobody more, showed up
2: yeah it was more anti-protesters than anything exactly yeah.
0: because when after charlottesville people started to realize like these people are coming out of the woodwork again and people fought back against it
3: yeah
0: um and it seemingly has worked because great racists are becoming scared again good so I mean make
2: racists scared again. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that is,
0: yeah, that is kind it's of a the good moral. That is kind of the I don't know, one of the takeaway messages of this is like don't let this kind of language be okay again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um Like be uncomfortable yeah. when when you hear these racists talk.
0: Yeah, and like, and tell other people don't fucking say that kind of shit. Yeah. It's
2: almost hard to talk about like specifics in the movie with the end of the movie having happened, and us, like, seeing it as a hot take, because, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like, the idea of, like, you know, Ron and Adam Driver's character, uh, Philip, like, trying to pass, and, and blending into one person, and, but being from two different races, and trying to, you know, Adam Driver mentions how he he wears a Star of David, but he was never raised Jewish, but now that he's, you know, having to infiltrate the the, the KKK, he He feels like shit, and he also mentions, like, the the idea of just, like, you're fighting a crusade, and I'm doing a job, and, like, there's all those different things at play throughout the movie that culminate in this, like, big overarching, like, message, and, you know, I can't stress enough how just, like, good the the actual movie is.
0: Well, Adam Driver's role is very much kind of the stand-in for the, the idea of white privilege. Yeah. Because and they, they talk can, about that directly. Pass as, yeah, he can he can pass as a not Jewish person, like, right. and it's and he says directly. I didn't really start thinking about this until I I started hearing these things like these anti-Jew things from these KKK members, and like now it affects me, and now yeah. it affects me deeply, and it's that idea of white privileges. It's all fine. You can ignore it until it affects you directly or until it affects somebody that you know directly. Yeah. And then how does it make you feel? And again, like this movie is important because it is, it can show an audience, you know, with subtext and with direct text, like, you know, you should feel a certain way about this because it's affecting people and it's out there and it's really happening still.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Well said. <sighs> Very yeah. well said. Yeah, just, I'm just I'm just grateful we're getting like all these uh, all these great black filmmakers. You know, both Spike Lee. You know, like like coming out again making this great film, and he hasn't like I guess except for the for the one that Mike talked
2: about, he hasn't made like anything like truly like stand out. This in, like, this is movies. like something, and like you yeah. know, he has this you is know, one hell of a fucking movie. Jordan Peele produced it as well. Yeah, and, like you know, it's just it's a powerhouse. Movie. Jordan Peele
1: as well, and you know, Moonlight. And Pooch Riley. Blind, Blind, and, and Bruce Riley and uh, Blind Spot, Blind Spotting. Blind Spotting. Have you seen Blind Spotting? I have not yet. I really want to
0: see it, but every showing of it was after ten thirty. For it kind
1: of, it kind of came and went.
2: Yeah, I really want to see that too.
1: I'm gonna catch that as soon as it drops. but I hear that one is is very good and very yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Well, and like that
0: is the importance of film as a media is to convey empathy. And to create a narrative, and to show, to put you out of your element, out of your depth, so that you can, you can experience a different viewpoint. Um, and this movie is so just uh, this just really nails not only like is a complex film that's dealing with a lot of ideas and a, a lot of issues, and I think is handling those like with a lot of subtlety and creativity and depth, but is also at the same time very loudly showing this huge problem. Um, And I think it really, like, puts some emotional, like, some visceral weight behind it.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Yeah. Any other thoughts? I mean, we haven't really talked so much about, like, the specifics of the movie itself, because I feel like the bigger conversation is...
2: I don't think
1: this is the last time we're going to talk about this movie in podcast form.
2: It's definitely something to, to revisit, but, you know, the point of Hot Takes is how do you we feel? see we see a movie we don't talk a movie we talk about the movie till we get to the microphone and tell you the audience our thoughts about the movie and the thing is a lot of times when you see a movie the the end of the movie is what leaves kind of the biggest impression on you sometimes and, yeah and this is one of those movies where the movie changes so harshly and so intensely that like this is the conversation that it left us with and it's an important conversation to have and i'm happy to have it on on podcast for you know
0: I didn't know that they were going to show the Charlottesville stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. And I was, was definitely thinking about it in the back course. of my head. Yeah, absolutely. But like, there was a real gut punch, especially with the, you know, the edit transition that you were talking about. Right. Going from the Burning Cross to the Tiki Torch, White Surprises. I, I was
1: thinking in my head, like, hasn't it been like almost exactly a year since this yeah, it the, has been, yeah. And, and then, of course, you know, the, the filmmakers knew that. So, like, you know. Yeah, that they, was on purpose that he That was definitely it on weekend. purpose, yeah man yeah, what a- and, i
0: mean seeing like you know seeing the violence at that rally seeing the car drive like i had seen that footage before of yeah i was gonna say the, I, i've like, seen all that before the, but
2: seeing it in context with this movie is just like yeah just really makes it just hit ya.
0: you 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 cannot run away it's, from it it's a real context. gut punch yeah um and ending like you said with the the tribute to heather Hare at the mm-hmm. end who died um that was powerful. Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: Well. Oof. Oof. Yeah. yeah, oof indeed.
2: Oof indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Great I, movie. I, I yeah, movie. I want to see it again. Fantastic movie. highly recommend And I will yeah.
0: I will tell as many people as possible to go see this one because I think it is important.
2: I think it's... When I said, like... Everyone jokes like Robbie always says, your, your favorite, one of your favorite movies of the year. And it is one of my favorite movies of the year. But when I say it's the most important movie of the year, that doesn't necessarily mean my favorite. But I think it's so far what I've seen the most important movie you know I think there's a message there that ever that just if you're a fucking human being on the earth and especially if you're a human being in the United States like this is this is homework this yeah. is necessary homework and I'm gonna check I'm gonna look over my glasses and be like did you bring in your homework do you know what racism is you tell me no I'm gonna be fucking mad oh finally you've learned what racism is you figured it out thank you for yeah. coming to my class let me just show oh, this movie Robbie's nuts, class
0: like. on racism Ugh. Robbie's Racism <laughs> Robbie's, <laughs> Robbie's Racism
2: Hey, welcome to Racism Corner Class
0: <laughs> Alright um, Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Hot Takes um, I hope you've all seen the movie Yeah, at this point I hope so because it's really really worth watching Go see it again More worth watching than listening to us chuckleheads talk about it
2: <laughs> Well, I mean, we appreciate you listening to
0: We us. do, we yeah. do We absolutely appreciate our all our listeners dearly but again don't listen to the spoiler section if you haven't seen the movie. Come on. Well, we'll tell you, usually, if you can listen to the spoiler section without seeing the movie. Jurassic Park. That's a safe one. <laughs> oh, God. Jurassic Dark, Dark Tower. Uh, Dark I, Tower.
2: I recommend you listen to our yeah. podcast without seeing the movie.
0: All right. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, we got a website, <gasps> storyscreenbeacon.com. There are lots of articles up on that website. Uh, Mike Burge just wrote uh, a banger about James Gunn and his firing and that whole controversy. So it's very check that one out. Very it's, uh, comprehensive
2: and in depth, detailed. But it is uh, worth checking out. You'll be you'll be a a scholar on it by the end of that article. And and Mike would love to talk
0: to you about it. Yes. So at him, yes. Um, at Mike P Burge, I think is his M- is MP Burge. Is- MP Burge, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, But if you want to at
1: us,
0: (laughs) if you want to at us, we are at story underscore screen underscore beacon on Instagram and story underscore screen on Twitter. So, you know, you want to talk to us about James Gunn or racism or Robbie's class on it or anything like that? All kinds of fun topics. Yep, I'll tell Um, you where to sign up. uh, You can find us there. And once again, beacon.com for all kinds of other articles, reviews, podcasts, and the like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Jack Kolejewski. I'm Jeremy Kolejewski.
2: Robert Anderson.
0: Thanks again, and have a good night.
2: Peace. Skeeter Doug Funny Pay Mayonnaise Roger Greenman That's way more names than I can remember What's Roger's last name I
1: don't, I don't And Doug I don't remember like Roger Skinner or some shit
2: That's him he's, the he ni- he's more of a 90's kid than I am That's true What's Roger's last name and Doug I don't know if Skeeter's last name also <laughs> It might have been just because he put it in my head but it could be Skinner I feel like it could be right Could be Skeeter. Skeeter's a different person. Yeah, there's Skeeter, Roger, Patty mayonnaise Doug Funny, The Dog. What's the dog's name? Pickles?
0: Maybe. I think it's Doug, too. Doug, Doug also? No, like the number. Oh. I don't remember the dog's name.
2: I feel like it's like Pickles. Quail Man, Alter Ego. Pickles is Tommy's last name. From Rugrats, people. Probably not though.
1: You're really gonna name two Nickelodeon characters the same name? That would be pretty confusing for kids. (laughs) They just won't figure it out. Yeah. Is the dog related to Tommy from Rugrats? Oh, it's all one shared universe. Yeah. Oh.
2: They are like a proto Marvel. They they all live Mm -hmm. together in the Nick Hotel. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been to the Nick Hotel? No, it's gone now Is it? Yeah I went there It's not that great
1: <laughs> No no, they, That's why they took it I, down I, I just watched uh, well, They took
2: it down because of the murders <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. In the Danny Phantom room They were graphic <laughs> <laughs> I was in graphic. the Spongebob room Yeah, they,
1: cool. they closed it down two years ago And they just rebranded it
3: into a Holiday Inn resort That's not nearly as fun